Ladies and gentlemen, we'll begin our final descent. As we prepare for landing, please make sure your seatbelt is fastened and your seat back and tray tables are stowed. Also this time, please put away all carry-on items, including laptop and devices of similar size for landing. landing. Ladies and gentlemen, prepare to enter Culturama with Diva. Hello, Culturama listeners, and welcome to this exciting episode of Culturama with Diva, where simplicity is the best thing. This program is brought to you by Inner Santum Entertainment, LTD, from Trinidad and Tobago. We are Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited, proud sponsor of Culturama with Diva. We encourage you to listen and join us in a journey of cultures, ideas, and innovations as Diva takes us around the world with her guests. An amazing show with an amazing host. We thank you for accepting the challenge of opening your mind. We are Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited and we are a proud sponsor of Culturama with Diva. I have a very special guest today and her story is a story that is going to touch lots of people's lives whether you are an entrepreneur motivational speaker author website developer person with a disability disability advocate the whole works i speak none none other than dominique jones better known as domo jones hi dominique welcome to the program hey thank you how are you i'm great we're going to start with the inspirational moments segment where I interview persons with special needs, authors, motivational speakers, life coaching, life coaches, Christians, and so much more. Let's hit the ground running. Who is Dominique Jones? I can start off with I am just as real as the next person. I am extremely humble. Um, I love to laugh. Um, I don't take life in the sense of um, it has to be so it has to be so serious. Um, I have had a brain tumor since I was nine years old. Um, I've had radiation five days a week, five weeks. I've had two brain surgeries. I've um, had radiation for um, I've had radiation. I've had chemotherapy six years 187 chemo treatments um i've been deaf in my right ear i use a walker um i have a leg brace and on top of all of that i am a business owner i am an author i am a um website designer a copy editor an assistant like i don't let anything that I've been through um, stopped me from becoming an even better person than I was yesterday. This is a lot to digest. We're going to go slower. 
Now, tell us about your brain tumor, those 87 chemotherapy, those 87 chemotherapies. Tell us about that first. Yeah, so um, I have a, it's called a ganglioglioma. It's a brain tumor that was um, attached to my neck spine. Um, it's not cancerous, it's benign, but it grows every five years. So, um, and where the position of where it is, they can't take all of it out because it's on my neck spine. So if they touch it, then um, I'll either be paralyzed, um, I'll have like major complication issues or um, be dead. So they had, they took out as much as they could, but it's a monetarial type tumor. So they have to monitor it every five years. So um, I have been dealing with that since I was nine. Um, I had my first brain surgery when I was nine years old and then it grew back again. So um, had my second one at 14. And then because they, um, because you can't go inside the tumor, you can't have surgery twice. So the next, the next step was, all right, let's do radiation. So um, when I turned 16, I did radiation because it started growing back um, a little earlier than the typical five years. Had radiation five days a week, five weeks. And um, after that, I was good for five years. And then when that six year mark hit, that's when my tumor started going back again. And at that time I was 22. So um, can't do radiation again, you, cause I already had the higher doses of radiation. Can't do um, surgery cause I already had, already, already kept out on that. So the next process was, all right, let's do chemotherapy. Now, the thing with that was because I don't have cancer um, and they're not really sure if it's going to work or not, my process was like a trial and error. So um, had chemotherapy for the first year and they wanted to see how it worked. So I had injections and pills. So I was doing, I was doing like a double and that was every two weeks. So after that year passed and um, they started to see my tumor was shrinking, they were like, all right, well, let's keep this going. How long? We don't know indefinitely. So that's how that six year mark um, kind of came because they continuously did it until they seen a change. Um, so I ended up doing a hundred, not just 87, 187 chemo treatments um, over that six year pain. And my hair didn't fall out. My appetite did change slightly, but I didn't like lose drastic weight. Um, my skin texture, my skin complexion did not change. Um, my hair did not fall out. Um, I wasn't able to drive the first few years, but then the last, the last two and a half, I was actually driving myself to and from chemo um, because it because my um, the hospital that I went to that I had it was across the street from my house. So I was able to come back home in enough time before it affected or it kicked in. But yeah, I didn't have any of those um, symptoms as like a typical 
chemotherapy patient. And so I'm so grateful for that. Like, that's how I know it was God because that's unheard of. And then for six years and I don't have any kidney failure, any internal organs um, shut down or any of that. Just our man that I'm speaking with, Dominique Jones. And this program is brought to you by Innocent Entertainment, LTD and Trinidad and Tobago. If you need instrumentals, recording, mixing, or mastering, maybe a music video, photo shoot, or graphic designing, need bouncy castles, face painting, popcorn, cotton candy, or characters for the kids, want to do online or offline promotion, maybe both. Let's print your t-shirts and everything else. Here at Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited, we got you covered. Reach us on FB and Instagram at Inner Sanctum Entertainment LTD, YouTube at Inner Sanctum Entertainment, and Twitter at iSanctum Studios. Or call us at 1-866-338-4123. That's 1-866-338-4123. Take us back to girly years in terms of high school elementary school middle school and have and, and having to dealing with this 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 sickness yeah you know um it wasn't really it wasn't really like a detrimental time frame for me um even though like i've been i've dealt with you know so so much at such a young age uh-huh. and um even up until yeah. like today but i still graduated from high school um i was in jazz i was in tap i was in piano um i was in girl scouts like i so i lived lived like, a normal um, life yeah i really did i did have you know my limitations of course there were um in high school i did have to like um stop a semester because i had surgery Mm-hmm. And then, um, and that was like my freshman year of high school. So I didn't even get like that freshman year experience because um, I had surgery. So I actually entered in my second semester of freshman year. And then when I came, I had a neck brace on, I had a roller backpack. So wow. it was just like, I was like so out of place, but um, I was never. I was never bullied or ridiculed for, you know, how I looked. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that has a lot to do with because of the way I carried myself. Yes. Um, I carried myself with so much confidence. You couldn't really like bash me. You couldn't really talk about me because it didn't affect me. Um, and I was confident, you know, in who I am. And I knew that it was only temporary. Oh. But um, my height, my, my um, grade school years, growing up um weren't as bad as it may seem because of you know all the medical conditions I've been through but um I my parents definitely made sure that what I could do I was able to do and they incorporated um a pretty much average normal life so I can and I was able to get those childhood years in yes that was my next question to you now tell us about you family support system really supportive do you get help tell us about that you know I was definitely supported um my family and as well as my friends um they were always definitely there I was independent so I wasn't that person um that's sick and just didn't want to do anything or didn't do anything I was always that active 
Now I didn't play sports. I don't, I'm not in sports. I don't like being outside. But um, I was like, oh, let's go here. Let's try here. Let's. I was a traveler, um, and still am. I um, love to travel, go to cruises, and all that stuff. So I was. Um, I wasn't one of those ones that always just stayed in the house and just kind of like sat wow. in my sickness and sat in my disability. No, right. I was still very like vibrant and active. I did have a social worker, but I don't really think I used them too much. Cause I'm like, I don't really like talking about, you know, my feelings and all that stuff. What keeps you motivated? Um, man, that's such a great question. What keeps me motivated? I guess I would say, um, when I realized that I had a purpose, then there was literally like nothing that I deal with, mm-hmm. um, nothing that I face will really like stop me from reaching that goal. Like my my ultimate goal is to meet Oprah. Like yeah. that, I want to meet Oprah. So any kind of medical condition, any mishap that I deal with, that I face right now, um, I, I don't let it stop me because at the end of the day, I know that I still want to see Oprah. So that's my hope. My hope and I guess I would say my faith yes. is in reaching my purpose. Mm-hmm. So there's there's nothing, everything that is going to happen and even that is going to happen in the future is temporary because at the end of the day, I want to see Oprah. So that's going to be my focus. That's going to be my goal. What led you to Christianity? What led you to having faith in Christ? I was born and raised in church. Both my dads, my stepdad and my biological dad, they're both pastors. So um, a lot of people were like, oh, well, you just kind of know. Well, I mean, yeah, I know it, but um, there comes a point to where you actually have to like live that thing personally. You can't just rely on your parents, right? So I think when I came to, first off, the understanding of everything I've been through and I'm still alive, that's one. And then also um, when I was going through chemotherapy and there was those times where I couldn't like wake up or I couldn't, you know, um, get out the bed or I was just like, just tired and just kind of like tapped out. I think that's when my faith kind of became stronger because although I was so down every day I was able to wake up. So obviously that meant that there was a reason why I'm still alive. There was a reason why literally nothing that I've been through has has taken me out. Nothing that I've been through has taken me out. There's a reason. So, um, and I realized that it was God. Like there, it it's unimaginably, um, it's unimaginably understandable to the mm-hmm. natural eye how someone can go through chemotherapy for six years yes. and still be alive today. Of like course. That, like that's only God. There, There is no other answer. And so when I came to that realization, like, yo, don't need God is really like, re- not only is he real, he's really protecting you. And he's protecting you and he's preserving your life for a reason. You need to you need to be so humble and so thankful for every little thing 
that you do because there was a time when you couldn't. What is your biggest fear and how do you overcome it? Man, you, okay, so my biggest fear is, how can I word this? Um, not really, I guess I would say not thinking that I'm capable of, of someone, of being reached, I guess I would say. And, and I say that um, in the way of um, the things that I go through, I yeah. feel like some people may not understand or it may not, like someone may, may not be able to relate. Um, and whatever I push out, it may not mm -hmm. be relatable. So I could just be talking to myself. And that's probably my biggest fear because I don't wanna put, my story is very like unique and not everybody has been through it. But I just want to be able to relate and and somebody like gravitate to anything that I'm saying. And I feel like sometimes when I share my story or when I talk, it's just like, but I've never been sick. Or I don't know what to deal with. I don't understand. I don't I don't ever that's like the biggest fear of mine. The mm -hmm. biggest. Yeah. But at the same time, how do I overcome it? So I realized that I'm not gonna reach everybody and I'm okay with that. I'm okay if I don't reach everybody. But obviously there there is this life that I live, I've been through it for a reason mm -hmm. and it has to reach somebody. I can't just be living this life for, for, for nothing. There has to be a reason why and I know that um, it's for somebody. I may not have found it yet, but I know that it's out there. And if I just reach one person, then I'm okay. Take us to know you having a walker and you are deaf in one ear. Yeah, okay, so um, I, when I was younger, like when I turned, I believe nine, um, or maybe younger than that, my I was with my dad for the weekend and um, he was like calling my name. And you know how when when you don't be answering, your parents be like, you not listening? Like, what you, what? And I'm like, no, like for real, I really didn't hear you at all. So he went on my right side and he called my name, didn't hear a thing, went on my left side and he called my name and I heard him. And so at that point, that's when he realized like, something's not quite right. Like she's actually really can't hear me, like for real. So um, that was one of the signs that my brain that I had a brain tumor. Mm -hmm. So um, my hearing did come back. Um, it didn't come back as full uh, as left side, but uh -huh. it did It did come back. So I'm very grateful that um, God. I am able to hear. The only thing is um, when it did come back, my ears are like very sensitive, Ooh. like extremely sensitive. So I can like hear like a pin drop. Everything's Everything is like magnified, the sound. Yes. It's like extremely magnified and I get really bad ear infections. So that's kind of the downfall, but I'm grateful that I'm here. So I'll take the ear infection and the sensitive and the sensitivity any day than not being able to hear. And um while when I had my walker, I got my walker when I was when I turned 27. Um so I didn't have a walker like all my life. It was when I got older um, and I started doing chemotherapy. My body kind of started 
um, getting a little bit more weak um, muscles. I have permanent nerve damage and I have muscle weakness. So, um, you know, laying down more often, um, just like over the years, your body's just kind of starts changing, muscles kind of retract. Um, so with that, I kept falling and losing my balance. And, um, and that was kind of like, you know, what's going on. So my doctor went to my doctor, you know, told him what was going on. And he was like, yeah, you're going to have to need a walker. And I was like, uh, no, we're going to try something else. Cause I, I can't, I can't do no walker at no 28. Like I'm 28, 27. And um, so he was like, well, you're going to have to do one. And so I tried for so long not to use my walker and I kept falling. So I finally gave in and just was like, you know what? I'm just going to have to use it. Oh, well, I don't really care how I look. I don't really care about my age. If it's going to help, I need it. That's just point blank in the period. So started to use my walker and now I decorate it all the time. And I make it to fit me. So it's so now I get compliments on my walker because it's not a plain Jane silver walker that everybody see. It got flowers, rhinestones, daisies, hearts, you know, whatever, whatever I choose to decorate it. That's how it is. You know, it just reminds me of when I first started using my white jean at university. I fell in a trench one day when my picky uh-huh. me up and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not using this cane, no way. And yeah. I'm walking and I fell, I hurt my chest. I had to stay home for like two days. And I say, you know what, God, let me just come to the realization that I have to use my cane, I'm blind, I can't see properly, fine. And lo and behold, a friend of mine showed me a website. He's like, hey, Tia, look, there's a website. I'm like, what is this for? You can get your own customized cane, different colors, different Yeah, yeah, yeah. Colors different days i'm like oh wow great but i still want to incorporate the red the red and white because you know the red and white is really designed to showcase that you know hey we're blind you know watch out yes 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 so i'm doing that so i've got more accustomed to using my kid it's like my best friend i can't go anywhere without it i can't i feel weird <laughs> so right 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 it just relates to what I, i've been through with that that's so true. Yeah, I feel so weird when I'm a walker. And now people are like, uh, where's your walker? When they see me without it, like, uh, where's your walker? Like, where's your walker? I can walk without it, but it's the long distances. Like when I'm at oh. home, but when I'm out and about, um, I just know that I need it and that's okay. Yeah. And um now it's like I don't really want to go. It's my security. It's to make sure that I don't fall. I don't want to Exactly. Exactly. Wow. So do you have a wheelchair for backup or just a walker? You know what? I actually do have a wheelchair. When I go um on like vacations, um, and I'm like gone for like a week, if like say for example, last year or no, not last year, because that was a pandemic, two years ago. Um, went to DC and, um, and New York and, you know, that involves a lot of walking. So I don't want to be down for four days because I'm over here trying to keep up with my family and friends. So I, I use my walk, I use my wheelchair. I bring with me. Y'all just gonna have to push me. It's okay. Y'all be all right. 
Wow. Ooh. So self-acceptance. Let me ask you, do you love yourself? How would you, how would you describe yourself? What, yes. What I think I'm brought you to the realization that, hey, this is me. Forget it. I'll work with it. You know what? Um, well, Ray, well, growing up, my mom taught me um, a lot of self-confidence because because of you know all the medical conditions I've been through at such a young age she taught me like yo don't let you know how other people view you how other people do things um show you that you're less than anyone you just do it a little differently so from being raised with that I kind of came into you know learning that for myself as I got older starting to drive working, going to school, just being out in public by myself, you know, mm-hmm. the, the everyday ways of life. Um, and I am very like eccentric. I am like loud when it comes to colors. Um, I dye my hair every color and my hair is green now. Mm-hmm. Um, I wear like highlighter colors. My, I have mm-hmm. a nose ring and it's highlighter green. So I'm just like extremely like very bright and bold um with my style of dress and that comes with confidence because typically if you see someone with a walker because i have a leg brace as well if you see someone with a log walker and leg brace you typically see them kind of like you know mundane not really like vibrant um and so with the way i am it it shows other people that you can't really, you can't really judge me by having my walker. Like I'm still me. I'll go up and say hi to anybody, um, talking, chatting, yes. um, going out, having fun. It's because I love the way I, one, I love the way I am. And two, I know that God didn't give me this life if I wasn't, if I wasn't capable of of maintaining it uh-huh. everybody can't deal with what i've been through and everybody can't deal with what you've been through but obviously god know that i could deal with it and i know how to carry it well amen so i'm gonna carry it, and i'm gonna carry it with confidence wow so let me ask you when you go shopping and you have those people who assist you do they judge do they ask questions like Okay, why are you wearing that? Why you need this? You know, I know, I know, I know how those people are. It's about shopping, hobbies, all that stuff. You know, um, I do get a lot of people that, well, one, I get a lot of people that stare. And I'm like, just ask me. Like, it's okay. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like attack you for asking me. Right. <laughs> it's okay. You can ask. Um, I do get those people that stare, but then I also get those people that ask, like, oh, what happened? Or why do you have a walker? Or, you know, those those type of things. Um, or why do you have, like, a leg brace? Why mm-hmm. do you, you know, like, slant when you walk? You know, the typical things that, that people may see physically. Um, and with that, like, I have no problem sharing. Um, a lot of people, like, look... A lot of people try to figure it out before they ask. Because they're like, well you dress like everybody but you have like a walker or you're like happy but like you have to like sit down or get tired 
you know, typical stuff like that. But um, yeah, I I tell them I have no problem like answering the question, but yes, at the same time, um, I don't let it like it doesn't define who I am. It's just a part of who I am. Wow. So we are almost at the end of part one. So let me ask you, for those persons who are in your position or with other challenges, what would be your advice to them? Yeah, like I would definitely say, um, make sure you love you because people will treat you how you treat you. So if you don't love yourself, people are going to act accordingly. Um, if you're not confident in who you are, no matter how that looks, whether it's a physical condition or a mental condition, it doesn't matter. If you're not confident in who you are, um, then nobody else would be confident that you love yourself. And also I would say, this is how I view people. Everyone has a disability. If we're really honest about it, everyone does. Um, mine, you can just see. Mine is just outward, but someone can be dealing with a depression. Someone can be dealing with a, with schizophrenia. That's a disability because it's something contrary to being whole, right? right. So if everyone has a, a limitation, you're really not as different as you may think. Yours is just presented a different way. Awesome. There you have it, folks. This is round one of Dominique Jones' story. In part, we're going to look at her business life as an author, a web developer, and more. I'm, I'm really excited. I have some questions to ask her as an entrepreneur. And I know you all, you all are going to say, hey, where she get those questions from? How she know? I'm like, well, I'm in this for two years, so I know what it's like. I know I've seen it. I've been there. I've spoken to the people. So that's it. Remember, guys, life is a journey. Live good, love God. One love, one heart. Let's get together and feel good. Hello, I'm Sydney Thorpe. Sydney Sizer is here to help you meet your audio recording needs. Call or WhatsApp 876-281-2801 or you can email me at S-I-D-N-E-S-I-Z-E-R at gmail.com or S-I-D-N-E-S-I-Z-E-R at outlook.com or you can Skype me using Sidnesizer as my Skype name. Sidnesizer. We can talk. Sidnesizer, where we love to make good things happen.